And hello, good people of the internet. It is I, Tommy Kelly. This is Adventures Woo Woo. This episode, I want to talk about some of my favourite comics around magic, or that have a magic influence, or possibly even had an influence on the greater magic community and thought in general. So let's get into that. I want to start by saying of course these aren't the only comics that are about magic there's plenty of other ones that didn't make my personal list these are just my personal favorites and the ones that i think are worthy of discussion so the first one i will talk about is injection by warren ellis declan shalvey and jordy belair i actually knew declan and jordy quite well at one stage haven't spoken to them in years so <laughs> i hope they're doing well warren ellis himself fell from favor a couple of years ago for many reasons and it's, of course this is not an endorsement of him as a person or anything that he's ever done only endorsing the book and the work and how it influenced my magic thought and i think should have a greater influence on the magic community because it's not a comic i hear talked about an awful lot the idea of injection and it's very timely i suppose to be talking about it now and it's slightly a bit of ahead of its time is that it's about an ai that comes into the world that is invented in order to create or to solve all of humans problems but of course as always happens in fiction, things go a bit astray. And there's a group of people put together from very disparate areas of expertise in order to counter this. You know, it, it kind of brings all of this kind of ideas of mythology, science, folklore, magic, all together into one package. And I won't go too much into the story because I really think you should read it yourself and enjoy it. And the more I talk about it, the more I'm going to take away from your experience of it. It's incomplete, I suppose. There was three books and it hasn't had any in years. I assume partly to do with Warren Ellis's situation, but maybe not. I haven't really been following the world of comics to really understand or to be up to date on all the different ins and outs. But even as it stands, there's some great magical ideas, some great approaches to it. Really worth being on your shelf if you're into comics and you're into magic. The next one I want to talk about is a more obvious one, which is Alan Moore, J.H. Williams III's Promethea. And this would make many magic comic lists out there. Uh, I'm sure it is. This and the next one will be possibly always going to be on every magic comic list. Promethea is a comic that it blends the ideas of fiction, magic, mysticism, spirituality, comics themselves as a medium, imagination, idea space, Kabbalah, all of these things into one hot uh, while also be very Alan Moore and bringing all of these things together to a kind of a resolution as Alan would see it himself his kind of view of the world about where this is all going and what is the, the ultimate answer to all things the artwork is incredible it's very intricate and really really suitors to the type of story that it is there's some wonderful absolute editions which are kind of oversized editions of the comics that collect them all but by a few accounts I've heard I don't have them personally I only have the the trade paperbacks that came out. Seemingly the absolute editions don't fold out in the way you would want to protect. There's an awful lot of double page spreads in Promedia and seemingly they don't fold out. Maybe that has been since rectified, but that's what I heard at the time and it's what put me off getting the absolute editions. Again, I won't say too much about the, the story, but it's set in the future, although it has, you know, goes all over different times, goes past future, ancient times. And it's about a character called Sophie Bangs who becomes I suppose contacted or in some way feels connected to this character of Promethea which seems to have been a fictional character through a lot of her time but as the story progresses it seems more that it's rather than it being a fictional character is more of an archetypical character a character that appears when the world needs it 
there's no flat more to it to the to the story and uh, it's definitely worth getting into it's quite long i think it's five volumes you will learn an awful lot about the different kind of magic there's a whole pathwork pathworking through the whole Kabbalah stuff all the different separate and all the different routes and roads drawn out and visualized for you some people find an awful lot of promedia quite hard to get through it can be quite heavy or quite a bit of a slog or boring i suppose if you're not into the subject itself if you're coming from any sort of a magical background then i think you'll find it quite fascinating and quite rewarding as you will learn an awful lot about the different subjects from a from a different point of view than you normally probably would just reading a textbook about it so what's your time the next one of course is the invisibles which is by far probably going to be the top of most comic lists about magic the most famous chaos magic comic or comic that is influenced by magic and it's where we get the word hyper sigil from uh, the chaos magic idea that you can use art to create change in your own life that in some way your art that you were working on be that a book a comic a movie a dance whatever it is some sort of sympathetic reverberation will happen happen between your artwork and your real life the invisibles is about an invisible order called the invisibles which is a kind of a hidden esoteric occult society that is like the freedom fighters who are trying to break humanity out of the oppression of these overlords or this the archons and you will find that that has been brought about in a number of movies over the last while i suppose the most obvious comparison that gets with the invisibles is the matrix and there is an awful lot of similarities but the invisibles does predate it but those ideas massively predate the invisibles as well the story starts by following the character of dane mcgowan who's a young teenage rebel who hates the world hates everything hates society massively intelligent of course and he gets uh, picked to be the replacement member for the invisibles and of course he rejects it doesn't want it says no classic hero journey and then he goes on to his further journey into the invisibles into saving humanity and ends up being an integral part of the entire thing grant morrison themselves when they were writing it decided that the hyper sigilness of it would uh, allow them to be able to as i was saying earlier make changes in their own life but what they found at the time was that the good came with the bad so when the characters of king mob who was uh, grant morrison's analog in the comic for the most part became sick that that echoed in Grant's real life as well. So be warned about hyper sigils. It can be, you know, you have to take the good with the bad. The letters pages in the original issues of The Invisibles, which haven't been uh, republished or reprinted as far as I know, they're certainly not in the hardbacks, was uh, where an awful lot of the real magic was happening, where Grant would reply to people writing in every month and talk about magic, but also talk about comics and stuff. So some of the original issues, if you are a collector, are worth getting just for the letters page alone, as it is with an awful lot of comics back in the day. Before we had the internet, we had to write to each other through the post. Very strange. Anyway, The Invisibles, classic. You should read it. And if you've read my newsletter, you'll know that uh, I would make the claim that more people say they've read it than they actually have. So don't be that person. Just actually read it. The next book I want to talk about is, again, another one that doesn't get talked about enough as far as I'm concerned. And it's Alistair and Adolf by Douglas Rushkoff and Mike Oming, who is probably my favorite comic artist of all time just a huge fan of his i'm not even sure this is available as a book anymore i know definitely you can get it as uh, on comiXology you know as a download as a kindle book but i'm not sure the hardback is available and it's wonderful i hope hopefully it has been reprinted last time i checked when i was recommended someone that wasn't if it is available the links will be in the show description anyway but what is alistair and adolf about surprisingly it's about alistair crowley and uh, adolf hitler and it's one of these kind of historical fictions where uh, two major characters are put together 
or echoed together in ways that probably weren't in real life, but the kind of the spirit of it is possibly true. So it's the idea of that Alistair Crowley gets together with a group of people, some artists, some magicians, people who are really good at propaganda to fight Adolf and to try and win the Second World War. Really, really good. The artwork itself is wonderful, um, has this black and white style. Mike Oming is more kind of known, I suppose, for his colour work, but it really works in the black and white style. And if you can get your hands on it, Definitely download it on your, your your device, but if you can get your hands on the actual hardback, I would suggest you do, as it's wonderful. Now, I'm going to talk about my own comic, because why not? What's the point of doing these lists if you're not going to talk about it, uh, you're not going to self-publicize? This is Turbine Syndrome. This is my um, magic comic, where I take the kind of idea of a hyper-sigil, but not make it about me, not try to affect my life form, but try to actually change the world. Like, you know, if you're going to think big with magic, think huge. Turbine Syndrome is about a liminal space where there's an awful lot of things that are just kind of flowing in and out. It's set on a coastal town, um, starts during the winter, so that the actual uh, influx of people in and out haven't really happened because, of course, it would be most busy during the summer periods. And it is talking about a group of people who in some way are connected to the area, connected to themselves, although they don't know it. Their work and what they are doing and their self-discovery, their redemption of their own characters has a greater impact on the grand scheme of things than of course would uh, would seem from their perspective. The 40 servants make an appearance here and there, they're going to be into, you know, as the story goes on, they're going to be integrated into it an awful lot more. I think if you're into comics such as The Invisibles, Media injection are the ones that we've talked about. I think you will you'll get a lot out of this. I don't want to really sell it too much because I'm not I'm not great at kind of trying to blag or tell you how good I am or how good my work is or whatever. It makes me feel uncomfortable, but I'm very proud of it, and I think it works. And what I was my I'm t attempting to do, I think, works quite well. I've just started working on the second volume of it, and it's really shaping up into what I really hoped it would be, and I think it will possibly be my greatest comic work. After doing them, which was one of my previous comics, I felt that I couldn't do anything better than that. Not to say it's the greatest comic of all time, but I just felt that that's probably as good as I can do it. And I think I have stepped up my game with Turbine Syndrome, with the teams, the elements, the way things, everything comes together while allowing it to be its own thing and teaching me as well. I'm really kind of happy with the, the journey I'm on, man. So yeah, links in the description if you want Turbine Syndrome, black and white, cross-hatched, massively influenced by Japanese artists. Now the last one isn't really uh, this book in particular, it's just this is the one I had at hand. It's Hellblazer. For people who don't know, uh, it's John Constantine who is in the DC Universe along with Batman, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Superman, all of these people, but he's an occult character. He's essentially a chaos magician created by Alan Moore in the Swamp Thing comics. And Alan Moore himself has said he's met John Constantine on two occasions. Uh, so again, there's a hypersigilness to this. There's like, once the magic gets infused with the comic, things start happening in real life. One of them, he just see, uh, Alan Moore seen him in a canteen walking past and he said he'd give him a wink or a nod or in some way anyway acknowledged that they had seen each other. The second time was during a magical ritual in which John Constantine told him the secret of magic but you can look up yourself because it involves saying a word that YouTube would definitely not let me say. Look it up, it's easy to find. Hellblazer is really good. I struggle to kind of find where would be a good place to start if you've never read Hellblazer. You could start with the Keanu Reeves movie, but it's not really reflective of uh, Hellblazer, although I do like it as a movie. It's just a different character, and they're making a new one, supposedly, so that should be good. But the comic himself, he, the, the TV show that they did a while ago was quite good, but again, that didn't become popular enough, I suppose, to continue. But I enjoyed it too. I suppose you can't really go wrong, it's, this is the 30th anniversary 
of um, celebration of Hellblazer. It's as good a place as anywhere to start. There's a Guard Ennis run that is worth your time. It's very, very good. Or you could just start at the very beginning of Hellblazer, work your way through the entirety of it. John Constantine has a great approach to magic. He's not the world's greatest person by any means, but it's definitely the whole comic, the whole outlook, everything is infused with magic. And you'll be surprised about just how much that has filtered into the greater occultural community, particularly in chaos magic circles. So just to finish again, don't want to say that these are the only comics that uh, include magic. Certainly not. There's a, a number of other ones. And if you have some recommendations that you think I should read, I would love to hear them because I, I love the crossover between magic and comics. One of my favourite kind of blends of art. So just leave them in uh, the comments below. Email me or come over to the Discord and uh, send me some links. So good people of the internet, if you enjoy what I do, be that the videos I make, the newsletter I send out, the comics that I create, the podcasts that I do, the artwork that I do, the oracle decks, any of these things, and you would like me to continue to be able to do them, then please consider joining the Patreon. The link will be in the show description, or you can send me a one-off donation to PayPal, buy one of the books, buy something off my wish list, or buy something off my book list. There are many, many ways you can help support. One of the greatest ways to help support is by leaving, if you have already bought something, leaving a rating on Amazon or Gamecraft or any of these places. If you enjoy the podcast and you're one of the audio-only people, then leave a rating on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, whatever. So, yeah. So, good people, until next time, there will be a number of videos coming out. There's a new newsletter coming out at the end of this week, all going to plan. The Nadana deck is very soon. The dice deck for the 47s very soon. It's all happening. So, good people of the internet, until next time, be well and may your best days be ahead. Mm -hmm.